Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Hall of Gamers podcast. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Cameron, as always. Hey. And uh, our very special guest, uh, Ray, also known as Vudix. Hey, that's me. <laughs> uh, we're, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Um, we've sort of cut everything out. We're just going to be doing a bit of an interview. Uh, we've got a few questions. Uh, Ray's joined us before in the past, back on our Real Gamer Score, but uh, we thought we'd have him back to sort of see what the state of achievements are now and, and see how things have changed over the, uh, over the few months. Um, so we'll um, do a bit of the, the interview stuff. We'll have some questions. But uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, make sure you put them in the chat if you're watching on Twitch. Um, otherwise, we pulled a few from the from our Discord server. Um, yeah, just also, yeah, we are on. We are we do these shows live on Twitch every week. Uh, as Hall of Gamers Pod is the place to come watch us. But without any further ado, uh, let's get into having a chat with uh, with Ray here. Um, Ray, I guess the first thing is uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, kind of why you're on the show and that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Just kind of uh, recapping from last time. I'm a, I'm a senior developer and acquisitions manager. And, uh, and lately I've actually been dipping my toes into project management. So I'm kind of getting a little bit of an upgrade as of late. Uh, one of my little hobbies that I do is I, I run around and talk to other devs to fix achievements. That's kind of the, the shorthand of things. There's a, there's a lot more in between. Uh, my favorite thing that I'll say is that I, I always take a broad stroke of everything when I'm talking to other people. There's definitely a lot more that goes into some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today, but you know, that's all like super technical jargon that isn't going to be easy to follow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, so I guess uh, doing the stuff that you do with, with various developers, um, you've guys got a good discord, right? Achievement fixes. Yeah, that's right. There is a, there is an achievement discord. So there, there's another one for a while. And then we kind of went through some growing pains and got a, a good system down. And now we're rolling with uh, achievement fixers for now. There's a, there's a full outline of kind of what the, what the server expectations are, how we line up with TA um, and very much so like showing that we're a, a separate entity. We never want to, uh, you know, tack on true achievements as, as blessing us off. This is definitely a, an outside thing happening with a group of separate people who just happen to be on TA. I mean, that, that does sort of make sense, right? I mean, it's kind of hard to be anywhere in in the achievement hunting community without having people on TA, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of staff on there. So sometimes there's a, a misconception that like, you know, TA is blessing off on it. There's definitely, some uh some dicey stuff that happens there but like not like dicey in a like oh exploitation kind of way it's it's more like um you know getting into the nitty-gritty of how a game works and why it works to then figure out how to help somebody else action a fix on it gotcha gotcha right right um can you talk a little bit about like how that works from a sort of procedures and kind of what the um what the aim is like how like how do you you know what, what's what's the process i guess Okay. Uh, yeah. So a, a rough process of how how we would fix a game would be let let's say somebody just played this game. It just came out like yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And there's already ten to fifteen people saying, "Hey, this achievement is broken. It's literally for playing the very first level in the game." You know, there's there's no way that we would miss it, and we all have the achievement for level two. So, you know, there's there's no way that this achievement doesn't work. So that gets reported up. It's like, oh, okay, I see it. Other people see it. 
all right, we just got an official report saying that this is broken. TA has flagged it and everything. So the first thing that we look at is, all right, do we know exactly what's wrong? Okay, in this case, yes, we do. It's just that the achievement doesn't unlock upon meeting the requirements. It's, it's possible to meet the requirement. It's just that you don't get the achievement. And then that helps us narrow down what kind of problem that we're starting to look at. You have, you have a lot of different things in play when you're talking about somebody else's achievements. Because it's, all, it's almost like um, you have the answers to the test. You just need to know what kind of test you're taking. Right. You're still trying to figure that out. Um, so, so once we narrow down exactly how it's broken and what possible things it could be, then we look into things like, you know, who is this developer and who is this publisher? What is their relationship? Is that publisher you know, a licensed carrier, do they just manage the stock keeping unit on the store and kind of run funding, promotional marketing and, and, you know, support, or do they produce the port themselves? Because then that changes who we need to talk to. You'll see plenty of instances where a dev will say, it's not me, it's my publisher. And a lot of people will take that as, you know, oh, this guy's giving us excuses. In reality, he's, he's being completely honest with you. He has no oversight of the support. Uh, and you'll see a lot of um, issues and instances between developers and publishers. There's a perfect example of something we've been talking about in the Discord lately. Uh, it's a game called Sweet Witches, and there's a there's a stack for Windows 10 and the normal like Xbox One version. They're both they have the exact same achievements that are broken. Right. And immediately I was like, hmm, that's strange. You know, usually you see a different version on what is technically a different platform. There would be some variance in what's broken if both of them have broken achievements you know, skipping past the whole rabbit hole of how we got there, hmm. it turned out that that was an exact replication of, of the instance that I'm talking about, where the developer had a completely different version that they then passed onto the, the uh, publisher and that publisher made their tweaks and then uploaded an incorrect version. Ah, right. So the discrepancy in that case was uh, specifically between Lumen Section and Dragius. Lumen Section was like, Okay, the player should be seeing something along the lines of version, blah, 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 in the corner. And instead, what the players were seeing was version editor. So clearly a, a tweaked and modified, not vanilla version, um, you know, showing us, okay, the, the issue is 100% with the port produced by the publisher. Mm. And it's specifically a, a tweak made in between. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's basically like, those are the kind of things that we're looking for back into the process. You know me, I love to go on a, a quick tangent when I find a, <laughs> a good spot to talk about something juicy. But um, yeah, so, so we'll narrow down what the problem is and who we need to talk to. And then once we figure out who we need to talk to, we figure out what our timeline looks like. When can they action this fix? What kind of help do they need? Do they need help? Do they know what the fix is already? And we help, we help narrow down those kind of things. And then once we start building up, like, okay, you've got a timeline for when you're going to fix it. We know when things are going to happen. And we start outlining essentially what is a play-by-play -play of when this patch should hit the ground running for players. And then we start pushing that information out. And you'll see every now and then I'll drop a, a note on, like, the TA forums, like, oh, this just hit QA. So it should be out in, like, two to three weeks. That's generally how long QA for Microsoft takes. So at that point, you, you can kind of draw conclusions based on, past behavior and then throw that out to the public and then eventually you'll see your patch hoo-ha the whole world works
Gotcha. And that's so kind of like the, the shortened version. And that's kind of the <laughs> idea. That's the ideal path to, to a fix, right? Right. Yeah. There's definitely been a lot of, uh, a lot of other crazier things that have happened in between. Like, uh, you know, you know, some people don't consider that these kind of things are possible, but I've run into issues as grave as, um, you know, games being completely published without the developer's consent. Like mm -hmm. they didn't even know that they had an Xbox port. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of other dicey things of that nature. So you can, you can quickly find yourself in a, in a legal issue as well. Um, you know, trying to, you know, maybe not you particularly, if you're just a, a random person who's reaching out saying, Hey, this is broken, but somebody in my shoes, you could quickly find yourself stumbling upon what could be a, a giant legal issue between those two parties. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Which makes things a lot more difficult. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I guess going from that, uh, we've talked to like Dwaggy, um, like off the podcast before about a policy change potentially coming in. Do you want to talk a little bit about the policy change in the achievement fixes discord? Sure. Yeah. So we're, we're still at a, at a phase where we're all kind of discussing what we think that should look like uh, and, and how we want to implement that. The, the part where that all gets gray and it's funny that i say implement because it's not us implementing it at all this is something that we completely have to look at although although i'm somebody who has good connections to microsoft and good ties and you know i know a lot of good people there it's that's it's still very much so i i don't technically work there as a mm. as an official capacity employee so trying to advocate for a policy change is not only i have to shark tank it right. and realistically yeah. we have to build up our our street cred for achievement fixers to be able to bring up doing something like that like it could be a very long time before you see something like that happen and i'll be honest i'm most likely not going to be able to rely on my civilian career it's more likely going to be my military innovation career that finally gets us the in uh to speaking to people who are higher up the chain like I, I would have never met Charles Lamana doing my normal game developer stuff. Mm. I, there's no way I would have. It was solely because I was I was in the army and there was he was talking about low code solutions and there was a seminar I was invited to. That was the only way that we met. And there's there you know it, it definitely would have have been something so easy to do. And when you talk about when you talk about having this kind of policy change, you're talking about essentially changing, you know, the entire structure of how achievements work in general when you get into the concept of you know microsoft being able to change achievements willy-nilly um you know completely remove achievements like having like changing the system to be fully in their control is a, is a massive massive company change and you know at that point you're talking about a multi-trillion dollar company essentially listening to one guy on the sideline and a bunch of people outside of the bubble on why it's a good idea for them to spend all these resources changing this, you know, seemingly innocuous feature to the majority of, you know, the populace that plays their games. Sure. Like realistically, Microsoft is always going to have to cater, even if they, even if they don't really intend to, or they don't like to admit this, they're going to have to cater to, you know, your average player, the, you know, and this is this is no disrespect to anybody if this is you in the audience, but you know the 
17 year old high schooler that, that vapes and comes home and then plays Madden, goes to sleep, goes to school the next day. And he's just worried about his Madden games. Um, you know, the 25 year old McDonald's guy that solely plays Call of Duty and then, you know, comes home. That's that's the key audience there. And they're looking for those big titles. So when there's those minor issues on titles like that, like those sports games where X achievement is broken, they don't necessarily care to, to push the buttons on on EA and risk burning that bridge because they could, they could easily, you know, go, go the full 10 yards and say, Hey, you know, we're going to do X, Y, Z if you don't fix this. But at the end of the day, that's not profitable and it's highly risky for them to, you know, say something like that to them because those are their, their big money makers. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. It's uh yeah. It's, I'd like, it's, question, I, my bad. No, no, that's, <laughs> I swear you used the Madden example last time you're on the show too. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, I think I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, in terms of what the policy change is right now, we're looking at it either being a concept of removing achievements that don't work, or reallocate, and then you know, like reallocating the points to those functional achievements, or um, you know, like entirely changing how that system works, and then having it be fully in Microsoft hands. Mm. Uh, personally, the, the thing that I feel is easier to try to facilitate are, you know, like rec changes for studios that still have access to everything. Like a perfect example of one that happened in between the last time I was on the podcast, Bad Dream Coma. They had, uh, they had an achievement that was centered around getting each type of ending. For whatever reason, they couldn't figure it out or get it to work. And I suggested the idea of doing a rec change instead. Now that achievement is for poking a crow. Right. Uh, right, which yeah, thankfully is much easier to do. It was a case of because um, of Digirati that you were suggesting that as well, or my just uh, on the backside. What do you mean with Digirati? Like uh, rec changes as well. Oh right, no, you're right. Yeah, we were we were trying to talk to them about that as well. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple of Digirati folks that are in there. Uh, let's see, I forgot what his name is, but I know there's a he goes by Saw Dude in the Achievement Fixers Discord, and then he has a buddy named Nicholas Nicholas Rage on on Discord, and that's another person that I was talking to long before. And there's you know the concept was suggested a long time ago, but we didn't really get cracking at it. Um, I don't I don't think we're gonna achieve a lot of results with Digirati immediately because there are uh, there there are some games that they don't have access to anymore that we haven't really discussed in the Discord. I don't think I've brought it up yet, but there, there are some titles that they don't have access to anymore. Uh, but there was one that they said they were going to work on fixing right away. I think it was the Magister or something like that. They said that they would try to get after that. I guess my question is how does how do you get started with something like this? Like how does how does this idea form? How do the connections get made? You know, what what's what's the what's the inciting incident for for a community like this to sort of spring up around achievement fixing? I mean, obviously, you know, achievement hunting is a big thing. We talk about it every week, but um, but you know, unobtainables are usually, you know, for, for most achievement hunters are like, oh well, that's just a reason for me not to play this game, or that's a, a reason for me to, to complain about it somewhere, or you know. <laughs> It's 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 usually not 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 something that's like well I want to go and get this fixed. It's like well you know at most I might send an email to a developer ask them a question about it, but that's like oh it. cool I've saved myself twenty bucks not picking up the tile, which yeah. does affect them as well. Hmm. Honestly, I, I think part of why this has gotten so much traction 
And this isn't to gas me up or anything, but I think it's because one, we have somebody who does have connections and, and can assist and facilitate. And then we also have a bunch of people who are heavily motivated and results driven, uh, you know, in the, in the discord, like Dwaggy, you know, and you've got the TA mods that are supporting in terms of like being there, like saying, Hey, you know, we like seeing achievements fixed, not like officially endorsing with TA or anything. I just want to keep, keep that on record for anybody listening that it's not officially TA endorsed, but uh, you know, you know, being there and saying that, Hey, we like this idea of games getting fixed, you know, getting out there and, and being positive about a fix because it's, it's too often that you'll see, uh, you know, the silent complainers and bystanders saying like, you know, X game sucks and then never reaching out to the dev properly. Like you, you only get as much as you can put into it. Like there's been so many instances where I've seen somebody complain and, and hate and then reach out to that developer and they'll be like, I've never even knew this was an issue. Like there are plenty of developers who do read TA forums, but for the ones who have never even heard of TA and then I show them a forum for their game, it's a night or day wake up call. And I'll actually go ahead and share two stories right away really quick of two pretty sizable groups uh snapshot games for for phoenix point recently mm-hmm. uh, i showed them I, we had a, a pretty decently long discussion about what was broken uh and then i talked about how there were online forums discussing it and you know they gave them pause for a second they were like oh there's forums other than our forums that are talking about this yeah let's let's see and then i showed them and uh of course, some very crass comments. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that to like, hey, you know, watch out for some nasty comments here, but take a look at all the all the data that's there. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a, a realization, like a wake up call, like, okay, people care about this stuff. And there are a lot of people on this forum. I think it was a good like 15 uh, or so people who were talking and having like a pretty relatively long running conversation about what was going on. So it was enough to say like, okay, there are people who are you know, when you see a forum like that, there's more people who are interested than just the guys who are posting. Yeah. So if you're already seeing 15, there's probably more like 45, 50 who are actually looking at this post and talking about this. So for them, it was like, oh man, okay, we need to get after this. We need to, to figure this out and step it up. Uh, for another publisher, and I think this will be some, some big news that hits here in a little bit. Um, big Way Games, I was talking to them about fixing some achievements on some of their titles mainframe defenders was the main thing that I was worried about because none of the achievements work on that period right now. And it was also news to them. It was like, Oh, okay. Achievements, achievements really do matter. Like we know Microsoft cares, but people actually care about these achievements. What? And I gave them, I gave them examples of, you know, achievements done well, achievements done bad. uh, You know, what it looks like is to have functioning achievements how the achievement system has been manipulated in the past, um, you know, and what kind of markets other people look for involving achievements. Unfortunately, for me, I didn't feel like it was really the desired outcome. They liked the idea of fixing all of their achievements, but they also really liked the idea of adding a thousand G title updates. Yeah. So uh, right. Big Way Games will probably be adding 1000 G title updates to most of their titles here in a little bit. Uh, whether that's good news for you or not in the audience, uh, keep your keep your eyes peeled for that because it's definitely I mean, something that they want to do. If if everybody's doing it, it's kind of not the bad thing anymore now, is it? I, I guess it's definitely <laughs> it just means it's, that it, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely more so your 
I would say your smaller publishers and smaller developers who are doing it because they've they've heard about the uh, the niche and the enhanced sales, which isn't wrong if you're trying to get up on your feet and you don't have a lot of money. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I guess it, obviously it's, it's not preferable to me, but they know what works. Yeah, and there's I guess there's a difference between what's preferable to to us personally in terms of being achievement hunters, and also what's good for them as a business, and then also what's good for achievements in general. Um, it's it's it's, right. nice, it's it's nice when all three of those things you know fit together in, in a way that's like great, you know, tick tick tick. But obviously, you know, their their business comes first, at least in their minds. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Like, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting. Some of them have talked about achievements as in. Uh, you know, they think that they are, I think I, I also covered this on the, on the podcast last time too. Like Zitalon was exactly the one who gave me this example in his mind he is putting more out there in the pot mm. as in like in his, mm. in his mind, this is now, if he was a player, Oh, cool. I have X amount more in the pot potential to earn, not, Oh, this person's adding more to do X, Y, Z. He thinks of it as, of course it's helping him with sales, but on top of that, he's, he's thinking he's doing a favor. As in, look, now there's more easy stuff you can get to bring your number up higher. He's trying to give out that serotonin burst. <laughs> New player can get 100,000 in a day and feel good about it. Kind of experience, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, you know, it was, well, we, really, we really need to start working on that, that, um, that the game score inflation equation. We'll uh, start, start cranking that out and start seeing where it's at. But I'm yeah, scientists. Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah, right, we'll get the economists on it. It's um it, yeah like I, I could def I could definitely see his point of view right I mean it's the the the, the value of gamer score from from a sort of you know how, how hard it is to earn versus how you know how much of it you actually have I guess you know differs depending on all kinds of people and it's a you know it's it's not it's not like it's super tightly controlled in in that regard but um I guess I, I did have a bit of a question around that in terms of like um. For, for you know, you've talked about this last time, but I imagine we probably have a few a few new people who um, who haven't heard the episode. But do you want to talk a little bit about um, how this kind of stuff happens in terms of like how how games come out without achievements working, or or what what the process is for adding achievements in, and sort of Microsoft's take on all that? Oh, it can be it can be so many different things. It can be a hiccup in QA. It can be a hiccup where everything has worked on everybody else's versions except for when it hits your console. Now that it right. is on your console specifically, like the consumer console with no extra fluff, no extra tools. Now something doesn't work in the complete package after it's being pulled for Microsoft, they can upload a good version and you can pull back a bad version mm. and they have to figure out what that tweak is so that you're not pulling in a bad version. Like there, are, there are so many different things that could be wrong. And don't get me wrong, though, it's still going to be on that, on that publisher to figure out, you know, or that developer to figure out what's going on with that version getting pulled. Uh, you know, that's making it not work. And there are plenty of ways to replicate that. Uh, you know, but there, there are so many different types of achievement errors, especially based on what it could be. Um, and I, I always liken it to handwriting. Everybody writes things down differently. And it's the exact same way with anything that you code in software. It's all, it's all written differently how somebody else wants it. And this is why you keep seeing the same kind of errors happen because there isn't crosstalk between studios like that. A lot of these indie guys that come out with something broken, they're, they're still figuring it out. 
So they're still making these mistakes. They have to learn how things work first. And of course, there are technical documents that Microsoft provides that help, but you're still going through a journey where you're essentially combing through, you know, what is hundreds and hundreds of hours of potential documentation to go through. Um, and, you know, you only have an inkling of what you're trying to look for in a lot of cases. Like there's, there's so many things that developers can do that simply does not happen or rarely happens. Like I'm sure some people have seen, uh, what's that, what's that game that's on Xbox Insider right now? It's, uh, something something daddy it's so it's where you run around and you can kill a baby and the baby's trying to like die or something <laughs> it's a i got no <laughs> idea but this it's no no it's called I'm, it's called it's it's I'm called sold. who's your daddy or something right okay right all right so the so the object of the game this is going to sound crazy for people who are tuning in they're like what are these guys talking about <laughs> but the object of the game is to is you're a baby who's trying to die so you run around and try to find ways to kill yourself and as the dad you need to run around and stop the baby from trying to kill itself. So like right. maybe drink some bleach, you give it some medicine. Like it's super off the wall. It's been out for a long time, but now it's, it's come to Xbox and hit uh, insider access. But that's something that pretty much almost any game can do is they can throw their game up on insider access for Xbox. Mm. They can even release flights to specific players only. Mm. Like I could say just you guys, just the two of you, I'm going to throw you guys a specific flight. And it's its own individual package. Like everybody else could have the game right now, right? And I'm going to give you your own separate package that only the two of you have to test out a feature. And then I'm going to release that to everybody else. Right. And once you've already yeah. uploaded, it's a, it's a simple like check the box, release to everybody. It's not another process you wait for because it's already gone through QA. Like those are the kind of awesome things that you just don't see really happen it just goes through internally and then gets sent out because nobody really does you know that kind of remote player testing and nobody uh really likes to take care or you know take advantage of those kind of features which is unfortunate but there's like that's the tip of the iceberg there's so much cool stuff you can do that you know microsoft has available so yeah there are definitely tools out there and then documentation and all that kind of stuff it's it's, it's not for lack of knowledge or lack of or lack of uh, potential right it's it's usually to do with um either misunderstandings or, or just resources or yeah right which... right and, and and mistakes it's usually like yeah. people just don't know like a lot of people sure. it's you know you're going through this thing for the first time where you're getting this experience and it happens a lot even when people say this is a this is you know a team we know they should know better there could still be staff rollover staff rotation a new type of mistake uh, you know, one thing I always hear about is, and this this is what drives me crazy, is the the whole debate of, oh, well, they coded it just like a platinum. It's uh, they just copy and pasted mm -hmm. the achievement list over. That's not how that works. <laughs> Can I do that? I was that just about to bring that up. Like actually, that. Yeah. <laughs> every time oh, I hear goodness. it, I'm just like, just you, you're just pulling your hair out. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's me. It's me. Like, how many times do I have to scream into the void? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's screaming to the void and the void streams back. No, it's the platinum. <laughs> I, I promise you, it's that's not how that works. There are plenty of instances to even if you for whatever reason like Foodix is nobody's talking about, blah blah blah. There are plenty of games that have had this issue where they only have an Xbox port. 
leave mm. me alone. No, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it can, that's the same kind of boat. It can be a lot of different issues. It could be certain achievements are only saved locally and are only counting for your one save file. If you make a new save file, it's not registering those other achievements. There are examples where people have had to essentially earn shadow achievements. Like they have every achievement except for the last one. And they've had to go through and re-earn them without actually popping them all on a new save file to then get that achievement to pop because there's an internal achievement list or an internal tracker. Yeah. Right, or like, right. a, you know, an unlock list. Like there, there are plenty of weird things like that that can happen. There's even been things as simple as somebody typed achievement instead of achievement. There are, there are even, you know, things as, like somebody's got 47 achievements in the game total, but they've, coded their unlock all to be 47 of 47 even though the 47th is the achievement for getting all achievements right right so there's there there's so many different ways that you can go about uh, messing those things up and then you know when people say you know oh how come not all achievements have you know trackers associated with them that's another step that you deliberately have to say that mm-hmm. you want this achievement to track and there there are you know little little documentation that you can even look up that's pretty much public if you just want to see you know what what it should look like when you are creating an achievement like there are plenty of things that denote you know some of the examples i'll use is like is secret it's literally a line that you place in is secret denoting that this achievement is secret (laughs) you can't see it um i I don't know it's it's not um it's it's definitely not a not a grand exquisite puzzle it's a lot more uh, simpler than you might think in terms of understanding, uh, you know, what, what could be wrong and then providing that information to the, you know, for lack of a better term, the, the nerds cranking out the ones and zeros uh, <laughs> to get it fixed. For sure. I, I guess my other question is in terms of what's in that documentation, does that obviously includes, you know, how, how to make an achievement do such and such or how to build an achievement. Does that also include um, examples of use cases or best practice? Not 100%, but yes. Right. If that makes some sense. Like, it, like it, won't, sure. it doesn't give you like a play-by-play, but it gives you exactly what you need. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, it really is just kind of people not being aware or, or yeah, or just mistakes. Gives you the tools, but not the answers. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And and a lot of the times, people aren't aren't even seeing that those tools are there or realizing that those tools are there. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, what other questions do you have? Uh, I guess from that, I wanted to ask what effort goes into making an achievement. Like, where where do we begin? Like, how do how does an achievement list get drafted up? Like, what's the process? This is that you're going to find this a little bit funny. So it's a, uh, it's quite literally a bunch of people huddled around in a room saying, uh, Hey, what should our achievements look like? What do you think would be cool? What do you think would be fun? Do you want to make them hard? Do you want to make them easy? And, you know, you come up with what you want first. It's the same thing as if you were, you know, about to, I don't know, make a, make a shirt or make any other kind of product. It's you, you decide what you want first and you kind of outline what you want these achievements to be and then after you've outlined what all the achievements are going to be you figure out how you're going to do that technically so that's when you start narrowing down 
you know, achievement is time-based, date-based, position-based, X, Y, Z. Like there, you can specifically say, uh, you know, like I've heard people say like, oh, why can't people just change it so an achievement unlocks when, you, you know, the game starts up? Well, you can, but you have to denote that to specifically be something. There has to be a, a why and a reason for so, like, if you ask somebody to verbatim that, like, a developer, like, oh, well, can you just make it so it pops right when the game starts? Technically, no, but technically, yes. Like, uh, a, a great example would be achievement will unlock, you know, this is not verbatim at, at all, but achievement will unlock once player has been in the game for two seconds. Like, you know, you can you can make them like that. You can make them... Specifically, player will be on X, like Halo Halo Holiday Achievements. Player will be at X position staring at this icon. Like, you can even configure it to be exact heading of field of view if you wanted to be that nerdy about it. Wow, okay. Uh, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's just exactly how specific you want it to be. Um, which is why you might run into those finicky achievements where it's like, oh, I'm staring at it, but it's just not the right angle. Because it's not recognizing that you're there in the correct position. You know, there's a it's, that's when it gets really complicated. Though. That's when you're looking at achievements that have multiple factors in play instead of just, uh, you know, sim- simple stuff like, hey, this uh, the player has completed X quest. That's literally sending sending the request saying this achievement has been completed now that this is done. It, imagine it in your head as one of one has been completed achievement unlocked gotcha. like completing a quest. Any anytime you see a quest complete achievement. Like, uh, there, there are plenty of them and I just played GTA Vice City. There are plenty of them, mm. uh, or like, you know, San Andreas, same kind of thing. Players completed end of the line. Realistically, what that looks like on the back end is one of one prerequisites has been complete. Boop. Achievement unlocked. Interesting. Um, I guess from that. Yeah, you have to get really technical yeah. if you want to actually, yeah, like right, right. get a full grasp. Like, like I'm, I'm even making broad strokes of it, and it's only really half true saying it like that. You you really have to see it to understand it, and then break it down technically. Yeah, you only have so many if then statements. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask next, uh, talking about yourself for a second here. What's your like favorite or even most memorable achievement in a video game? Uh, I don't know. That's that's difficult. Uh, I mean, I would say I would say Halo Lasso, like Lasso Master, just because it was, you know, it was such a long journey, and I really liked it. But there are plenty of other games that I I think were great experiences or were definitely uh, tests of skill. Uh, you know, any any Dark Souls game like Sekiro, very memorable experiences. Not not necessarily because those were hard, but because I, I love those stories. Like uh, there's somebody I was talking to not too long ago from From Software, just you know, essentially gushing about how much I love every From Software game. <laughs> um, and it was actually when we were talking about Enchanted Arms, the Asian stack, trying to figure out oh. how to get that fixed. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, any any from software game, like I'm in love with it. Uh, yeah, the guy I was talking to about it um, was Hiroyuki Goto, 
and we were we started talking about Elden Ring as well and just I, I don't know for me that's that's gonna be my new most memorable <laughs> right. once Elden Ring comes yeah. out. Like yeah. I'm I'm considering taking vacation days to play Elden Ring. Like that's that's how much I'm excited for that game. It looks it so looks good. amazing. I mean it's you know it's George I mean, R. Martin, it's from software, it's like ah I mean that's the <laughs> only like, way I, these, I have to play it. It's the only way to quantify hype these days is how many vacation days you're using against that <laughs> particular video. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. It's like, actually, I, I see all these uh, publishers, like Call of Duty does it every single year, of, hey, here's the sick note. And I just think downloads, how many downloads is happening there of this person to fake <laughs> use a sick note for that to quantify <laughs> as hype? Is there some engagement equation? There. I was going to say, that, yeah, there, there's a marketing metric in there. I, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> with you. I'm, I, I love all the From games and I'm so, so excited for Elden Ring. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Looks pretty great. From what I saw of people playing the public tests last month. Sorry, the private tests last month. Yeah, right. right. Uh, um, we kind of touched on it before, but I wanted to get like a little bit more insight. What are your thoughts on publishers selling gamer score? Um... Realistically, I as a consumer, I don't like it. As a person in the industry, you got to do what you got to do to make money, and you got to do what you got to do to feed people's families. So, uh, while I think it's not cool to do that, if it happens, it happens. Because realistically, as a consumer, although I don't prefer it, I will likely still consume that. Uh, you know. Like, I, I think I alluded to this before, uh, either in Discord or, or in the other podcasts we're on. But, you know, if if it's, I'm kind of in the Zitalon mindset of if it's in play, it's in play. You know, mm-hmm. I am going to also do X, Y, Z in order to, you know, climb higher in the numbers. Like, I'm yeah. I'm pretty competitive about it, even though I, I, I'm definitely more so one of the easygoing people on ta in terms of points i still have the mindset of uh of if it's in play it's in play i'm gonna try to grab it gotta complete it right right like i know somebody else is going to cash in on those points so i might as well try to cash (laughs) in on the points too because they're gonna skyrocket past me with all of these zero to one hours so if i can squeeze one in on a lunch break i might as well yeah i I, I I mean we're all gonna do it but we're just all gonna groan about it well, that was the thing, right? <laughs> right, yeah. That's like when when Mephisto challenged me the other uh, a couple months ago around. He wanted to get, he wanted to overtake me on the Oceania leaderboards uh, before the end of October, and he was like, "Cool." He was about you know eighty thousand behind me, and so I was like, "Well," looked at his list, I'm like, "Man, he's played a lot of a lot of short games. Do I want to? Do I want to? Just like, do I want to take the high ground, or do I just like?" like at the end of the day it doesn't really matter right like like you know we'll, we'll bitch and moan about it and we'll say oh you know we'd prefer that this wouldn't happen or this is a thing but at the end of the day if everyone else is using steroids you know what are you what are you going to do just just juice up i guess just in the fight, <laughs> yeah just just do, do, do whatever it takes to get the, <laughs> to get the numbers up i, I yeah like I, I i totally get it i'm, I'm 100 the same way <sighs> yeah um do you want to talk a little bit about um what happens when achievements like go offline or, you know, discontinues and that kind of stuff or server shutdowns and kind of how that process happens. Um, 
to, to give insight into, you know, people who just kind of like, oh, hey, you know, I just got a notification on TA that the server is shutting down and I can't, I won't be able to get these achievements. Like, you know, what, how did that happen? Why is that happening, et cetera, et cetera? I want to, I want to add to that question too. Is there any cases as well of studios being prepared, like having the hindsight more so, how many studios do you think, like as a percentage rights, have the hindsight of if this thing is going down in the future, let's try and maximize it so these achievements don't go down? Foresight, you mean, but yeah. Yeah, have foresight. Yeah, sorry. Uh, very rarely. Very rarely. Like mm-hmm. the example yeah. I always throw up in the air is disintegration. You know, they were one of the people who had the, had the foresight of saying, I will change every multiplayer achievement and do a single player achievement. There's other people who have done that, other studios who have done that. Uh, it just doesn't happen a lot because it's extra work and you know most of the time when you see like a big game having a server shut down they don't really care so mm. to speak yeah yeah they don't like they care they care but they don't really consider that as an option i feel like it's part of 2k's marketing plan for nbas now <laughs> like yeah yeah is not much better in that in that regard with sports titles as well right it's like well you know as soon as a new one comes out, your old one starts getting oh. shut down. Yeah, but whenever you see like a, a discontinued kind of scenario happen, and it's not because of a like, okay, well, you bet you got a couple different cases. Okay, discontinued because we're getting rid of a feature. That's one thing. Discontinued because of a patch. That's another. That's still something that needs to get fixed and addressed, and we'll try to go for it when we can. Um, you know, for. For a lot of studios, it's like a, oh, oopsie, we will try to fix this. For some of them, it's, you know, and unfortunately, in some rare cases, it's like, well, that's a wrap. We're done with it. Or, you know, X amount of people have moved on. Like, there are, and this is actually something I, I want to hit on really quick. I'm going to diverge from our current topic. Go for it. If you, if you are somebody who is playing a game that just came out and you find it unobtainable, please flag that achievement right away flag it because there are so many people who are silent bystanders who do not flag it and that leads to months going by years going by some other hapless fool gets on there finds out there's an unobtainable and now they're vocal about it but guess what that studio is only three men deep and two of them are already gone and the one guy who's there has no idea how to get a hold of anything anymore you got to report that stuff right away so that and, even, and if you can, reach out to the developer on Twitter, their website. If they've got Discord, get them on Discord. Nothing beats reaching out to somebody on, on a platform where you're getting instantaneous responses and able to relay your issue effectively. There have been plenty of fixes that I've been able to wrangle out where I've done the whole thing through Discord from step one all the way to the end. And we've mm. talked about what's wrong with the game, gone through everything. There's been some fixes where I didn't even need to use any developer expertise whatsoever, where all I had to say was what was wrong. And it was like, oh, okay, we'll look into it. And the next thing I know, it was, it was good to go. You know, there's, there's definitely, you don't have to be a, a superstar, a whiz kid, or a, or a dev to, you know, be able to facilitate results. You just need to be vocal and you need to be able to hop out on these platforms and get in touch with somebody. That's, a, that's the big first step is, you have to fight for yourself. And there are, there are plenty of devs who are more than willing to bend over backwards to get a patch, especially if the game just came out. That is, never do not be afraid of buying a game when it comes out. 
be excited to buy a game when it comes out because that means that you are going to be the front runner for helping get that issue fixed if there is an issue. Mm. Erase that stigma right away. I've got obtainables obtainable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I'll throw in uh, I'll throw in Dwaggy's uh, slogan real quick. We make the unobtainable obtainable. There you go. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I guess yeah. So the last sort of bit that I have on that is when it comes to contacting these devs, I'm assuming that um. So some of them are more willing or, or easier to get a hold of or have better understanding of the systems than others. Um, is there any sort of pattern to that? Is there, you know, is, is, is it easier to work with smaller devs? Is it sort of medium devs? You know, I, I imagine it's probably slightly harder to get some of the, the, the Ubisofts and the EAs and that kind of stuff to, to wrangle that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I, overall the work that you guys have been doing, um, what, what kind of, what kind of stuff have you seen in terms of response from developers? Okay. So, um, Majority of the time, it's a 50-50 toss-up. If the dev is incredibly small, they will usually be ecstatic to fix the game and love the people who are playing it, and they will fix it right away. Or uh, they will lament and be absolutely distraught that they cannot do anything anymore because they are swamped with their next project and you know they only have X amount of people and they can't go back to fix it. Right. Uh, you know, or they'll, they'll say, like, hey, I can't anymore. I was, it was, I was one guy and, you know, I barely was able to make it. I didn't make enough money back. You know, I'm, I'm, there's, there was unfortunately a situation where there was a dev I spoke to where they were sadly working a minimum wage job now because the, the game did not do well at all. And they, they could not go back to it anymore. They had to sell their, their equipment. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a very sad situation overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't released any comments about that game because I just want to just let that one ride. Like it's, sure. you know, you get, you get into a lot of uh, difficult situations, um, you know, and it's sometimes it's really rough because you'll hear a lot of uh, very real stories that, you know, the average consumer would not be able to sympathize with, uh, you know, not necessarily knowing about the background or the, or the difficulty in between. And it's, very easy to perceive that a lot of studios are alike and that they do not care or they, they cut and ran uh, type of deal. Mm. But definitely, definitely small publishers and small developers are usually really good to work with. It's, it's honestly, it's the medium guys who are the biggest problem because, you know, that's the majority of the time they're, they're great. You know, they're, they're on it right away. They're Johnny on the spot. They're ready to fix something. But those guys who who aren't have many, many, many titles with unobtainables and mm. are either completely negligent, do not care, or are, are rife with legal scandals. I am I'm currently assisting a studio with getting out of a deal with a publisher right now because of a, a, an active scandal that they have uh, going on, where they they've essentially started withholding ports. Like they have, there are they have a track record of having games with broken achievements, and the consistent pattern is that those developers have pushed a patch up already to fix those issues, and they that publisher is now refusing to fix or you know or release those patches. Wow! Just based on based on things I can't disclose, but that's why I'm not even mentioning 
you know, names of who they are and, and X, Y, Z. Sure, sure. But, you know, you get into a lot of bad situations like that. And those are usually the groups that will have a, you know, very predatory behavior when approaching, um, you know, a, a junior studio. Like there, I've, I've heard the sentiment from, uh, from small time developers saying, I would rather uh, go through the meat grinder of trying to, you know, of getting shut down by every major big studio I can even if I'm not going to get picked up by EA or Ubisoft, you know, even if they just throw the work back in my face and say like, I'm not taking this project. It's too small fry. I'd, I'd rather go through that gauntlet than try to sign up with one of those mid-sized publishers. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard a, a lot of devs say that to me. Um, you know, so I'll try to get them with a, a medium sized publisher who will take them because, uh, you know, you're not going to get a, a large size publisher, um, you know, with a, quote-unquote small fry title it's you know it's just not going to happen especially if it's like your first studio game most of the time it's not going to happen because you don't really have a, a personality of who your studio is or or what you do or a track record of sales or anything it's mm. very hard and almost unheard of to just do that mm. you know usually you're if you get picked up by a big studio a lot of the times it's either you've got some real gold on your hands or you know you're a sister studio or a junior studio you know, or you've done outsource work before, like there's some, there's some history there or some connection already. Um, Foot in the door. But yeah. Right. And, you know, they, for the consumers, those are the two groups that are definitely the easiest to reach out to. The, the, I'd say I've been handiest with working out issues with the large scale studios out there, because that is where you really need a foot in the door to get past, like, you know, the wave of support, um, you know, issues just getting thrown around. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that the most painful support experience has been, you know, for the for consumers, what I've seen, uh, you know, like, I, of course, I've, I've always heard about, no, I'm, I'm not going to bring up that example. That's not a, that's not a good idea. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of bad stuff in terms of big studios uh, and, and supporting things. Um, in terms of me reaching out to large scale studios, it has its case by case basis on who I already know there and then what we can work on together and then who that person knows. Right. Uh, I find, I find that usually it's a game of who I know at like only really at AAA studios. It's usually like a case of who do I know there? Who does that guy know? who does that guy know from that guy and so on and so forth to then get to the end state of who I need to actually talk to. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. To make something happen there. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. All right. Uh, um, Do you want to go through some of our community questions that we've got? I was going to say, is there anything that Vidix wants to talk about first? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give uh, you the chance to go ahead and I'll, how, I'll advertise and chill really quick for a little bit. So let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about. Let me go ahead and pull up. I have some notes today for you. Ooh, wee, <laughs> gee willikers. Uh, let me find them really quick. Let's see. Let's see. So there's a lot of fun, cool, kooky stuff coming out here in a little while, uh, and some stuff you might want to turn your heads towards if you're looking at you know what kind of hot upcoming games are going to be coming out that you may or may not know about uh, for Xbox. Uh, Siege of Dungeon 
is a game by Binary Tree Studio. If you haven't heard of that, you should definitely check it out. It's something I've been minorly affiliated with. I think I've posted some art and some work in progress stuff in the past for it. I'm, I'm personally very interested in it, but that's also because I'm affiliated in some way. Sure. Uh, and I think, I think that's going to be a, a good treat. It's, it's from a, uh, an overseas studio. So it's definitely going to be uh, very wacky, very detailed. And of course, over the top, <laughs> over the top. Uh, love it. Uh, some of the some of the more soon to be stuff that I think will be hitting consoles that I'm more directly affiliated with, and this for all advertised for myself and friends. Uh, Hearts of the Dungeon List is an RPG slash visual novel uh, coming out here in a little while from Nick Bemis. Nick Bemis is a personal friend of mine. He literally lives in an RV, travels around the world and makes this game at the same time. Huh. Very, very nice. cool guy. I, I encourage you guys to look up some stuff about Hearts of the Dungeon List. Should be hitting Xbox pretty soon. Definitely uh, coming up in this next year. Um, I've also talked about uh, another visual novel in the past called Don't Take It Personally, I Just Don't Like You. Uh, I by the cost of games. On your blog. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's killer. It's killer. Uh, and... And Christian's getting real close to being being done with the game now. And we should be hitting up consoles pretty soon and going through the idea at Xbox gauntlet. Uh, still, the, still trying to figure out if we want to self-publish or if we want to go with uh, a good old friend of mine, Radalika, good old Adrian over there at Radalika. Uh, based on the engine, I think we'll probably try to go with Radalika just because he's, I think you've heard my spiel before, but, you know, Ren P, Construct 2, all that stuff. Uh, right like it makes that very easy for junior junior devs so it's a it's a lifesaver because usually those kind of engines those more rare niche engines you can get gouged heavily priced gouged for percent of sale or you know for contract whatever whatever you may have it uh so that's a that's a lifesaver there and good stuff to rattle like always doing doing great things for junior devs uh let's see what else what else do i want to talk about uh Let's go ahead and talk about Away From Home a little bit more. Uh, Away From Home is, I'd say it's the project I am the most immersed with right now. Uh, and we'll be, we'll be dropping a trailer for Away From Home, a brand that's making a new trailer uh, come January. And then we'll be looking at hitting up a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, I won't disclose too much yet, but it's, uh, it's funnily enough, it's uh, a <laughs> camera, you're going to raise an eyebrow. It's, it's by a guy named Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, personal friend of mine. Um, very, very talented young young guy getting getting his legs uh, firmly planted on the ground for his, his first big game. He's uh, he's poured a lot of his own money into it. Like I'm talking a ridiculous amount of money. Like this guy is eating ramen noodles right now. Right. Uh, you know, throwing every, every cent he has in the game. So I'm very much so uh, looking forward to uh, you know, seeing this thing finally hit consoles, uh, full disclosure, I, this is the thing that I'm going to be, once we're getting close to coming out and once the, once the trailer drops, I'm going to be shoving this down everybody's throat. Got to <laughs> keep it real. I'm like, I'm making money on like percent of sale and everything. Like this is big, big project for me. So, um, very much so in, in love with the, the concept, the game and, and, uh, very entwined with the development cycle here. 
You hit it uh, really fast. Something. Like, yeah, you heard if it. If you, you want your achievements fixed, you're buying this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. Just grease there the pot, mate. It takes, it solves all the problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's there it is. No, but uh, honestly, if, if you see any of these games that I'm affiliated with having anything wrong with them, even minutely, there's a bug that you don't like, just report it to me directly and I'll make sure it gets sorted. That's, uh, you know, transparency is my big thing. I always like to be honest about what's going on and, you know, I'm always looking forward to being able to solve issues quickly and efficiently, uh, you know, when possible. Now, something something brand spanking new that just came up this week, uh, I probably should have sent you some products for this, actually. I think it probably would have been a, a good idea. We can link them in the show notes after if you like. Yeah, I think I'll – it's all good. We can – well, we can show some products – after uh, the Steam release. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go ahead and talk about the Mysterious Misadventures of Molly and Mordecai. So this is a, a project I just recently became affiliated with. I won't really disclose exactly quite what I'm doing yet, at least not publicly. But uh, that's, a, that's a game that's being created by Lunarfall. A great, lovely, lovely group of people. The gameplay so far, electrifying. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's very. It's a. It's a, essentially a, a Halloween themed spooktacular journey about uh, a a young girl essentially going trick or treating and uh, getting entwined in the quest of searching for a lost boy and winding up in an evil wizard's gigantic mansion. Shenanigans ensue. Classic. Uh, very, very awesome. Very Coraline feel. Mm. Um, that's that's definitely what I, I could liken it to. Uh, and this, the Steam release for that, the early access Steam release, should be hitting uh, before the year's out, honestly. Oh, wow. So okay, if you so feel nice. like, yeah, if you Yeah, if you feel interested, hit me up, let me know, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you all about it. Get you that, uh, that early access run there. Fantastic. Damn, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> And yeah, don't don't even get me started on uh, the other projects I got going on for the for the military. Very uh, <laughs> very stacked stacked plate stacked schedule lately, but it's it's good. It's very good. There's a uh, yeah. If you I mean if if you're curious after I can tell you guys about some of the other cool stuff. There's there there's some big events going on in my life that'll lead to me uh, probably being a little bit less active in the fix scene, especially next week. Like if you if you guys are curious on a personal level, I'll yeah. break it down. Yeah, I just don't want to uh, outline good. it on on a podcast because of uh, like specifically like where I'll be <laughs> like sure, yeah, yeah, for yeah. some events. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Makes sense. <clears throat> um, all right, Cameron, do you want to pull up some of those questions that our community have asked? All right. <clears throat> and so... while you're doing that, I'm just going to address Nick in the chat saying that I have to do something about my hair. I have been in lockdown for four months. <laughs> what do you want from me? All right, it doesn't grow I mean... shorter. Allison's got a pair of scissors, right? Yeah, no, that's, I'm not letting. I'm not letting Allison go near uh, them. No, absolutely not. It's so brutal that he said that because it's what I was thinking too. I was like, man, this guy's hair right now. Yeah, right, crazy. right. Yeah, I know, right. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, no, it's yeah. That's Allison and Shelby. Wild Allison, I asked. Eating hungry man dinners and fighting bears. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, Carol, what do you got? All right, so the first one's from me. Um, Jason Ronald recently joined the Iron Lords podcast and discussed the achievement system. 
commenting that it is seen as a priority, however, doesn't have a time frame set. He made comments about gamers' preferences and get in gaming comparisons between achievement hunters, gamers who focus on multiplayer, completionists, and so forth, and finding that balance. Uh, Mike Ybarra also made comments back in 2017 drawing comparisons between being top 10 in the world at Halo 5 and having a million game score. So my question is this, with the extensive knowledge you have regarding being a gamer, achievement hunter, and a game dev, where would you like to see Microsoft take the achievement system in the future? Oh, first and first and foremost would of course tie right back into achievement policies. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. the dream for me would be for there to be some magical way that we haven't even ironed out or begun to fathom yet for Microsoft to have more of a hands-on approach to achievements. So if something doesn't work or something needs to change, that can happen more instantaneously. Um, yeah, that personally would be the dream. I think it would be interesting to see uh achievements handled in, in a way where you know there would be like overarching achievements or overarching like badges or something like that i think that would be really really neat because it, you know it's an interesting point that they've brought up there where you know oh this guy was onyx one on halo infinite you know and he didn't he got nothing for it like it, it would be really cool to see that go somewhere or you know have that kind of experience brought along with their profile like if if they almost like a steam badge or like steam sticker kind of yeah. concept like you know hey this guy was onyx one he got an onyx one sticker so now on his actual xbox profile somebody else who's playing see if these with them sees he's got well what's this fancy badge you got oh i highlighted it, it says it's onyx one and halo oh damn this guy must be good at halo let's go play some halo man you know what i'm saying like that mm-hmm. would be pretty mm-hmm. neat. Like maybe not adding additional achievements, but you know, more like a literal achievement. Like sure. here's a badge. Having something. I think that would be neat. That's kind of TA. It's kind of what they used to. Yeah, some of the sort of TA features in terms of maybe yeah. like series completions and that kind of stuff to denote that you've you know you've you've done more than you've 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 meta gamed better than anyone else. Um. I guess like they kind of they kind of did that a little bit in the early days of the 360, right? Where it was like some of the hard achievements would have certain gamer pictures. I remember like the original Gears had the the seriously gamer pick that you could only get for getting the achievement, and so you'd see everyone with that, and you're like, oh, okay, they, you, that's a, like a clear sign that they've obviously played way too much Gears of War. But yeah, we just right. kinda, we kind of haven't seen that come back, right? Um, any other any other any other sort of stuff on the wish list? Oh, like uh, other games, or yeah, any any uh, other sort of features or changes or. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some ideas that I can't really sure, mention right. yet because they might actually happen. <laughs> um, but no, I can't talk about that one either. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I I'll drop a hint. It's something that Cosman talks about all the time cosmic lion talks about it all the time that's something that is in the works potentially that i am very interested in Mm. um i don't know i mean yeah just really more like the uh i guess more more accountability over the achievement system less less bias towards large-scale publishers and uh and more love to smaller scale publishers who go out of the way to to fix things like I, I always feel really bad about the firework dev who only has like six track gamers 
I think even less than that, in like one completion and had a bunch of broken achievements and fixed them all. Wow. You know, just to have only like, you know, less than 10 tracked gamers on TA. And I think his, his actual sales count was like less than 30, less than 20. Mm. I don't know. More, yes. more accountability, more love. What else have you got, Cameron? Uh, so uh, ZNMS or Zach. Since it is December and most video game publications are getting ready to broadcast their particular best and worst games of 2021, the big question is, what is your best and worst video games of 2021? Me and Matt are going to save this for next week, but yeah. yeah. My, my personal best and worst, I think I'd actually have to look and dig. I think it's a, uh, it's a tough competition. Um, and I think you could categorize them all differently. Like, I think – I almost wish you could say there's, like, a a most disappointing – Oh, yeah. Yep. Category, too. We'll add it in for you, just and, for you. Yeah. Well, what, 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 whatever okay. games you want to talk about, go for it, mate. Hmm. Just – Okay. I think, I think for me, the most disappointing would be the GTA uh, yeah. Remastered Trilogy. Yeah. And the only reason why – and I sympathize. I heavily sympathize with Grove Street Games – it's keep in mind it's like a 40 person studio that didn't have a lot of help from rockstar at all and rockstar's just now like okay let's run back and help these guys right. you know and they they had a rush deadline i sympathize with them but what kills me absolutely kills me and it's this is the probably the biggest nitpick you're ever going to hear from me like the most inconsequential nitpick mm-hmm. is that uh pretty much all of the npcs just look like deep fried memes like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah it's I've just got... monster mash face left and right and mm-hmm. i felt horrible to notice that all of the girlfriends in, in gta san andreas all had like the exact same face model pretty much yeah. with like oh, play-doh boy. hair yeah yeah and that that was a huge bummer to me like cj looked great uh I don't know about Tommy. Tommy, it's been a little too much spaghetti over there. But, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> a little chunky. Yeah, he's a little chunky now. He's a little chonker. Claude looks <laughs> like Claude, so that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, the best out of those three was definitely, for me, the GTA 3 remaster felt like the mm. best so far. That's the one I'm not the farthest in. That's like, I, I've completed the other two and this one I've, I've just started but from like the two hours I've played it definitely feels a lot more for some reason lively um plus all that early aughts like nostalgia just hits me at once and it's like oh like, <laughs> I love it like all everything on from the radio station all the way to the game actually looking really crisp uh you know in comparison to what it was uh, so I feel like that one almost had like the most love put into it. I mean, it's, it's the uh, oldest one, right? So it had the most to improve, I suppose. Right, it did. That's very true. Uh, let's see. My absolute best game. I'd almost have to look at my list because there's so much. Let me walk out of this office real quick. I'm in an office right now. Let me walk out of my <laughs> office and come over here for this. I have a console. It's right here. Let's see. I'm gonna look through some of my lists real quick. Uh, let's hit a let's hit another question while I come up with a good answer. 
Uh, I'll skip forward to a, a, a simple one. Matt asks, with so many different jobs, how do you keep that many hats on? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's all about time management, really. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of time management. And I, I think there's definitely, there's always room to squeeze something in, whether it's a, a quick phone call, hmm. an email. Like I have a, now here's where I'm going to sound really corny and really old. I have a daily ritual. Oh, you didn't know that. I have a daily ritual. Uh, every day when I wake up, I check my emails right away. <laughs> I check my emails <laughs> right. on my phone. I see what's new. Uh, and, you know, I look for responses. I look for responses back from people. Uh, and here's where the, the corny army stuff kicks in. It's usually like 5 a.m. when I'm doing all this. So when I get ready, I get dressed, you know, brush my teeth, all that, yada, yada, shave. Um, go do go do PT at like 6 a.m. with uh, the rest of the folks over at uh, my company. It's like a weird thing where, you know, we, we're, at, we're at the brigade, but we have a company that's there, X, Y, Z. We go, we go do our whole little thing, shebang. I come back from that, take a shower, check emails again. Then I follow up with all my new releases. I follow up with any outstanding dev work and that might be going on then i go to work and do army stuff and then if there's like a lull in the day check emails again check up on projects if, there, if there's really nothing going on i'm actually doing game dev stuff and calling people and working more on titles and these kind of schedules vary um but you know i guess what i'm getting at is there's always there's always time mm, like i yeah we spend as humans we spend a lot of time just kind of chilling and we kind of bog ourselves down with like oh i've done so much today it's like okay well you know do a little more you got a little more time somewhere while you're lounging there eating your bag of chips with your feet picked up after a long day of work for <laughs> like 15 hours check an email real quick send a message see you know what the new hotness is like that this whole relationship that I, i've been talking about with um some of these studios, like some of these have come about literally from me saying, hi, how are you? I am random person. Hmm. I have X experience. You have X situation. Let's work together. Like you can find something and like you can create something from nothing. Like very much so if you want to find an opportunity and you have some spare time, even even like a slick margin of a couple hours, like, you know, you can make something happen. Mm. I don't know. Now I'm rambling because it's getting late. But <laughs> you get, you get, you guys kind of get what yeah. I mean. There's, yeah, yeah. there's always time for something. And if you've got even a half decent time management skills, you can make something happen. Time is what you make of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like there's been, honestly, like I've seen those, um, I think Jixi is the guy. I'm butchering his name, probably. That, but I remember I saw his uh, his whole thing where he was like, "I got five hundred thousand gamer score in a month," and I was like, "Okay, well, did you did you also sit down and play your Xbox Series X while you're playing Windows 10 while doing 360 visual novels all yeah. at the same time? You probably could have brought those numbers even higher." Mm -hmm. like yeah. you know those, those are the kind of things that i think about that keep me up like oh you could have got so many yes. more points man the like, optimization <laughs> that's what it's all about 
Yeah, oh, well, use your time better. <laughs> you could have been on your Windows phone. You, you could have you you wrote a script to jump 10,000 times in a row for that one achievement. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Get, get, get Cronus Max out. Um, we had a question from Isaac um, asking about... Um, Are we going to go back to the best game? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, got me, uh, you got me distracted a little bit, but I got, I got too excited. Um, it's still really hard for me because I know, every time it hits the end of the year, I always fail to remember all of the other like 10 yep. billion games that yep. came out that year. Or one great uh, game it, that came out. In yeah, any, any, even, even just right. like a, sort of a, a short list of, of, of stuff that you really enjoyed or. Yeah. Uh, I really, really liked the Demon Slayer game that came out. That was oh, yeah. awesome. We've been hearing a lot of praise from like Reddit and Apple. Very well loved it. Mm. Yeah, it's been on my neck. It's been on my uh, two playlist. Let's see. It's a little bit difficult to pick out some of the worst stuff. That's all right. We 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 can be positive and talk about good things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, this one I'm time. like a, I'm a happy kind of character. I yeah. really liked <laughs> playing the uh, Yonder Cloudcatcher Chronicles again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Xbox Series X stack. That was really good. Oh, Chivalry, Chivalry Two. Absolutely, oh, yes. love love Chivalry Two. That was great. They did a they did a tremendous job with Chivalry too. Um, let's see. Big thumbs down to every single visual novel that came out that was low resolution. How dare you? How can you be a visual novel with low resolution? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, rascals. Yeah. Last stop was really good. I that was a sleeper hit, a Game Pass sleeper hit for me. Yeah, um, like that one. Very well done. Very good. Um, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. That was that was yep. neat. It was good to finally uh, get to play that for real and and see mm-hmm. what that was all about. Uh, especially after hearing so many good things, I liked what I played of Scarlet Nexus so far, but I haven't completed it. I will hang my head in shame for that one. I do need to finish that. <laughs> it's it's a long one, so it's understandable. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, yeah, we did just hear your schedule, so that's kind of you know we can we can probably understand. Right, right. Um, one that's definitely a sleeper hit. I'm not sure if it came out. I don't think it came out this year at all. But it's one of the things that I played this year. Uh, the Wild Eight. I really, really liked it. The Wild Eight. If you have not played it or haven't heard of it, you should check it out. It kicks ass. Have a look at that. Uh, one of the less enjoyable games I, it's hard for me to say it's the, it's like the worst thing ever but this definitely didn't come out this year but one of the things that i've touched that i haven't enjoyed particularly has been uh dead alliance multiplayer oh, edition yeah. just just because there's there's not much to write home about you're just mm. running around killing zombies that just kind of fall on the floor and clip through each other so <laughs> i don't know it's just and the, the groans the groans are always just like it's like, dude, what are you? Is that a guy? Is that literally just a guy making that noise? Like, no, I just shot this zombie. Yeah, and he's like, Arr. yes. They they did they did one take, and they're like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, after charge, although I did not enjoy mm. what the game was, I will forever give kudos and props uh, to the to the whole team behind After Charge for the yeah. way they handled the closure. Was awesome yeah they're fantastic I had the awesome. yeah, yeah to talk to the community manager about that and yeah absolutely astounding 
probably yeah. one of the best things of seeing this happen this year for the achievement community. Yeah, I, I went out and oh, yeah. my Lawrence. squad too immediately. Because, mm. yeah, they're just so, um, so, such a great... Uh, I don't so, think Lawrence is there anymore. I think he went to another studio. I think uh, yeah. back on the disappointment train, disappointment train, I will say uh, Twin Mirror on the disappointment train. Agree. Big agree. But yeah. I will... I will give the reasoning why it's on my disappointment list. Uh, when I initially played it, it was an okay game, which mm-hmm. then became a terrible game for me after Life is Strange uh, True Colors came out. Yep. And the reasoning behind it, I, I see why you're nodding, is because it is almost exactly the same story in yep. a different way. Yep. It is troubled person with mental issues goes back to old mining town to solve the mystery of a murder involving mines. Like, yeah, it's, it's literally yeah, it's, the same game by almost the same team. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's so like, scary ah. how close it is. Yeah, I mean, because like Life yeah. is Strange is probably Life is Strange is probably my game of the year, or at least close to it. Um, and and yeah, I also played Twin Mirror this year as well. And I was like, wow, they yeah, okay, that's it was uh, there was yeah, it was a, there was a lot that bothered me about that game, but yeah. <laughs> oh, huge huge props to the team from Life is Strange uh, True Colors for. Um, for the DLC, oh the, yeah, the DLC was really good. Tied a lot together. It was great to see Mikey again. All very well done, very well done DLC. Um, because right. it, it brought it, it brought it all home. Yeah, I've been. I meaning to go back to. It. I need to go and do that because I heard not, nothing but good things about it. Because um, I mean, I love the base game. So um, yeah, so we just had a question, uh, question from Isaac here. Um, wait, one last one. Oh, oh yeah, one last one. In. Yep. All right. The Last Dead End is probably the only game I will say was particularly "quote unquote" bad in that a practical consumer sense. Is that the one? And, the, and <laughs> my reasoning behind it is, uh, it's just very janky. It's oh, like, oh yes, I played Azerbaijani like horror game. Yep, yep. One point four five ETA. I, I will never forget it. There was there was a boss battle. I remember I walked down the set of stairs and I was like, where am I? Why is it so goddamn dark in here? I turn and look. All I hear is, and I was like, oh, okay, there's some enemies in here. And then I look, I, I look around this pillar and it's a giant werewolf. Werewolf, yeah. He starts tearing me up. He's beating my ass up and down all the way across this room. I run into a corner. I'm like, this is where I die. This this enemy is too strong. All of a sudden, he explodes and all of the five ads around him. This man has nearly a full health bar. He explodes. His body glitches into the ground, flies towards me. I freak out because I think it's a secret attack. I'm like, oh, he's going to kill me. And he just bounces off of my model. Somehow it has collision. And he flies into the sky, never to be seen again. And that was when I knew <laughs> this was my real game of the year. Yeah, yeah, I I, I played that one too. It's just yeah, so, so much of that game is yeah, and that 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 ama- that yeah that amazing boss fight with the dragon at the end. Just yeah, that's anyway. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. What a treat! There's a lot to talk about with that what game. That don't forget that voice acting too. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's one of the best Sarah, line reads. I am it. here because <laughs> I am here to love you. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Voice cracks and all. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yep, they just recorded yeah. in the bedroom. They were just like, "Well, we, we've we've got one take of this. Let's just go for it." <laughs> yeah, 
You know, the only thing that would have made it better is if they had like the bathroom buzzing or like room buzz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the background, like audio pollution. Yeah, exactly. Scott, we had a fan going. It was really warm that day. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we had a question from Isaac here. Um, he said, games coming out without obtainables can be patched, like you said, and, and that sort of stuff about contacting, um, you know, through you and through contacted devs and that sort of stuff. Um, but what, is there any hope for sort of the older outdated games that have quite unobtainables? Um, like for, you know, for me, for example, like I've got a few games with old, like 360 titles and that kind of stuff with unobtainables um, on them. It is, is, are there still avenues for that stuff to get fixed? Uh, you know, assuming that the developers still exist and that, you know, they still have, mm. that, you know, they still have access to all this stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah, when, when possible. We've been, and you know, it's easier depending on what the fix is. Like Battlefield 1943 is like the magnum opus mm. of 360 fixes, but that, that was also like a server-based fix, a leaderboard issue being resolved as opposed to like actually patching something. I was, I was uh, missing that achievement too. So thank you for that. <laughs> woo! Yeah, but there are, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to still fix 360 things. It's just a difficult road. Like there are even Xbox One games that are completely off the table now just because of circumstances mm. that have led to there not being a team available anymore. Oh, indivisible. Um, uh, that, well, that's, 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 that's different. Yeah, that is I know. Different. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and I will, I think you might've already read what I, what I wrote up about that, but yeah, I, I have, yeah. Cannot talk about it because of, well, we all know about that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, another question. We had a question here from uh, Charmander, our um, our lovely mod. Definitely asked that question. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, we've basically kind of gone through that already, actually. Um, what uh, Charmander's on? Yeah, kind of. Oh, no, I guess. Yeah. Okay. We can ask it. When sure. it, when achievement doesn't unlock as it should, what are the steps you would take as a game versus what you'd take as a game dev? Oh, okay. This is great. This uh, really good question, actually. So this is something that I, oh my good, I'm going to talk about V Sully for a little bit. Oh man, poor V Sully. This guy has been in so much pain having to re-earn achievements. He spent copious hours, like like hundreds of hours, additional to what a game should be in order to nab some pesky achievement, and. He's lamented each time because I remind him of one crucial thing he can do. And thankfully that it has saved him a couple times already. Uh, when you get to a point in the game where you know there's either an achievement that is about to unlock and you may, you may be wary of it unlocking, do yourself a favor. Make sure you save, exit your game, hard exit the game completely. Go back in and start playing if that achievement doesn't unlock, immediately wipe your cloud save. While you're still in the game, it'll boot you out, back to the Xbox dashboard, play the game again, and your save should pick up from where you were before. Because, you know, since you exited during your cloud save deletion, the game didn't overwrite your cloud saves. You'll be back to where you were before you met the prerequisites. Re-earn the prerequisites right away. If it pops that time, there you go. You're right as ran. You're good to go. And that is a tried and true method that has saved me personally many times and saved other people plenty of times. Same here. Yeah, you know, like those are the those are the kind of steps. Yeah, you got to keep up in your own piece to protect yourself from having to 
redo hundreds of hours. Um, There's definitely more like tips and tricks, but that's one of my, that's like my main go-to is immediately. And even if you weren't able to stop and save before, it's always better to lose like 20 minutes or an hour as opposed to losing, you know, 80 hours, 90 hours, redoing the whole game. Even if it's great. Most people just don't like to have to <laughs> do everything they just did. Yeah. Um, we also have a question from Panda. Um, what's an interesting tool or something you can use to unlock, uh, use as an unlock requirement on the development side of achievements that doesn't really get used very often? Um, um, let's see. Let's see. Let me think. I'd say... Really, it's just marrying multiple things together. You don't see that often. Mm. Like you don't, you don't really see a lot of crazy achievements that are like um, White Knight is a great example. On a full moon, get all of these yeah. items and beat the game in one sitting during nighttime. Yep. Like you don't really see a, a multitude of requirements married into one and see it executed correctly like that's that's one of the games where it's always like i applaud those achievements because that's literally you did some acrobatics to make sure that worked they're, they're, they're just flexing they're yeah. just showing yeah awesome. you are you are flexing like for a lot of people that's like a how do you even wrap your head around the game knowing it's a full moon to start with and mm. then on top of that you are telling the achievement to know it's a full moon and to know that the player has done this all in one sitting, and to know that it's during nighttime, during X hours to X hours, and to know they got all of the collectibles, even if they had the collectible achievement and they did X, Y, Z, you know, like, and they, you know, they did all this during a playthrough, like, you know, those are, that's a, that's a lot of additional work on that achievement. Mm-hmm. So those are the, those are some of the things that I really think are uh, interesting. Like, I'll, I guess there's, um, I don't know, there's a lot of other weird and wacky achievements, like registering that certain actions are, are done in a certain way, like how many times a player, I don't know, rings a bell or, you know, there's, <laughs> you can make achievements do so many different things. They're very freeform. I guess if you wanted to ask about like what kind of achievements I haven't ever seen, I've never seen an achievement for like backflipping off a dragon while doing a donut <laughs> in a motorcycle while diving yes. into the water. Unfortunately, yeah, Scalebound got canceled, but um, <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> that was the one opportunity and we missed it. It's unfortunate. No, but there, there are achievements are well, think of it in general. Software in general is a playground where as long as you can reasonably have an idea, there is some way, shape, or form to implement it. Mm. You just need to figure out the software science behind it. I'm trying to think of like what the most complicated achievement was, but like why not is the perfect example of Yeah, all that stuff coming together. Yeah. Like whether it's it's something you don't really see. Probably for good yeah. reason. Think, think about it. There's not really a lot that are like, yeah, because there's so much that can go wrong. <laughs> mm. There's so and that didn't even debut as an unobtainable. No, it worked. It's always worked. I mean, it's always been yeah. a bit finicky yeah, trying to yeah. work out exactly what it counts as the requirements. But like, 
you know, it, the, the, the rules, the rules are in there and like, I've got the achievement. It's possible. Mm. Um, we have a question from Firehawk, uh, one of our previous guests. Uh, do you feel the ratio of games released versus games released with broken uh, achievements um, is getting better or worse overall? Um, I'd say I'd say we're getting. Eh, I mean, it's been about the same for like the past year and some change. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the response and the way that we're handling fixing things is exponentially better. Uh, just in the in the last year since I've started doing get unobtainables fixed uh you know there's been more than 250 fixes that i've i've just been a part of in some way shape or form you know and then that's that's not even counting the other margin where it's been the community who has also done things that's there's easily another hundred plus or so games that have just been handled by you know the community standing on their feet and getting out there and saying something so i I mean that's a crazy i'd say this is the best time Absolutely. This is the best time right now for achievement support and fixes. And if you're looking at all of the old games that we're getting fixed to, the catalog is slowly dwindling, at mm. least for what's on the, on the current gen consoles, the catalog is dwindling for unobtainable. And the goal, the goal for achievement fixers is to get it down to a point where we've exhausted every single possibility with these games that have unobtainables mm. so that we know now, these are done deal. These need to get handled by, you know, some kind of change. Right, right. I guess, I, I understand if you can't answer this, but in terms of stuff for the policy change, you know, some of the ideas you have, are you looking to make that a potential retroactive thing or is that going to be a going forward thing? It, I would like it to be a retroactive thing. Sure. My personal, my personal look at things is that if, somehow some magical way the entire achievement system was changed and reworked go back and get rid of every single unobtainable mm. that'd be amazing where, you know realistically where possible reach out to representatives reach out because there's a i would assume there would need to be a level of consent if you're going to change fundamentally things about you know yeah. but then again i mean it's microsoft's platform so maybe they could just do whatever i've seen them do whatever before <laughs> right right <laughs> So, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a far cry to assume that they could have a nice slice of whatever pie. Um, just a couple more questions here. Um, one from, from our friend Kiku. Um, have you been trying to fix Osmos, Osmos unobtainable for games with Windows Live? If so, how's that going? I don't know. What Osmos. Yeah. Um, uh, not particularly i know what he's talking about but i haven't really i haven't really been going for it i think uh i think we have one of the devs from behind osmos inside of the discord and we've discussed it to a degree but i haven't really been hounding that guy about it i've more so been focused on like a a multitude of other indies that i'm trying to get sorted like uh i i think i've mentioned it before but like my a couple of my big, big breakthroughs recently are like the Phoenix Point thing. Mm. Uh, there's a meeting with Microid staff on Monday, tomorrow actually, um, you know, to work out actioning their titles and getting those fixed. Um, I got the hookup from uh, Shadow Kisaragi. He actually had an email from somebody 
from eHome Entertainment. So that means I'll finally get to do something about Initial 2, New Stage, which is like a game I wanted to play for the longest. Now I can finally get that s rank boss achievement worked at and get it touched up on. Uh, and then maybe hit some of their other titles. Like I know there's been a lot of gripes and concerns and moans about Gene Rain, although I had the completion. I'm going to try to go back and help out people who got robbed out of it because there's that weird update where they changed the entirety of the game and swapped it out with the new version of Gene Rain. Right. And like got rid of all the old stuff, like playing as the other two characters and all those other things. And and it was really weird. There's a nice title update, but a a really weird decision there to get rid of the entirety of the rest of the game. Right. Should just made it like Gene Rain 2 or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some other like minor stuff going on, like minor fixes. There's so much stuff going on now that uh, like I even will forget and have to look at channels again where I put information down to go, oh, that's where I was at with this. Right, right. Like there, there's a lot of moving pieces. And I think, you know, back on the time management question, that is one of the curses is that it, I will very commonly forget that I was working on something until like it gets brought up again because there's so much on my plate at once. Uh, that, that kind of actually. But at tied... the same time, I prefer that. Right. Yeah. You'd rather be busy than not. Right. Right. Have to have things going on for sure. That kind of leads nicely into our last question here from Aftos. Um, he says, "Do you have a sort of succession plan for when you quote unquote retire? Um, you know, like where where do you see? I mean, like I, I assume you're not planning on doing this forever, right?" Uh, I mean, for the foreseeable future, I mean, I'm, I'm old, but I'm pretty young. So, I mean, I don't see why not. I, I honestly, I wouldn't see any problem with doing this for like the next 20 years. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Uh, I, I very much so kind of like the idea of being somebody who's there for the community and being able to help out. I mean, it gives me my own little serotonin burst, like knowing that I'm, mm. I'm using my skills to help people. And then, I mean, this is, it's also benefited me greatly. Like it has been professionally one of the best moves I've ever made because I've gotten in touch with so many studios, made so many good friends along the way. And it's, it's quite literally led me into doing more business with people. So I'm not, not, I guess not to make it like about greed, but it, it has led to more money in my pockets as yeah. well, like unintentionally. <laughs> just because I, I've made new business partners by addressing issues and helping with fixes. Yes. It's a win for everyone. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's the right, best, yeah. best case scenario for sure. Oh, the best, the best part is, is when it's a game that I'm the, Oh, this is a, this is a real story. There was a game where I was the only person who played the game and it had broken <laughs> achievements. And I went out and reached out. I got in touch with the dev and we worked on it together. We went through like, four or five updates together and I was still the only person who played it. That's amazing. And I got, I got the full completion. Now there's like two track gamers <laughs> on the game. It's me as the one completion. And then one other guy with like 15 games on the game. That's incredible. <laughs> like, oh, it's, oh. it's a really good game too. It's kind of a shame. Like it was a really kick-ass game. Plug it. What's his name? Uh, All righty. So it is Lotus Reverie by Kynar Lobre. It is a it's a visual novel slash top down battle hybrid. And there's, no, I will not give you any hints. 
There's five now? There's yep. five. Five, five whole people. Yeah. Hey, it's on sale. There's, that's that's why yeah. there's five now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a couple of people are like, oh, it's, I can't. It's can't down to 1466 at the moment, Australian. Like, yeah. jump on it. What a steal. Get in there. Let me look at it. I had a, I put up a guide for like one of the hardest achievements and I was like, nah, let's take that down. Take that down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to do all the, cause I, I, I'll be honest. I actually, that was while I was still trying to complete the game. I took the guide down because I had, um, I've been in situations before where I actively helped the person who stole first place from me like several times. Oh, that sucks. Because I would put up, I would put up guides as I did the game, yeah. trying to be a cool guy and help other people out. And then I get robbed out of like the last achievement. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, and then I'll be sitting there at the second completion. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's that's, not a huge deal to me, but it is a little sour. It's like, that's oh, fine. I'm you, not helping any of you guys. Like you're <laughs> you can just talk to Mark up and get his achievements removed, right? That's easy enough, right? They can yeah. do that. Just, oh, just... <laughs> there you go. Achievement is revoked. Yeah. He's like, no, okay. Just, we'll just change the timestamps a little bit. It'll be fine. I think, I think the most brutal part has been like when I have been competitively going for achievements, like, Hey, like I will be the first completion on this. Mm-hmm. And then like my military life gets in the way and then somebody right. beats yeah. me out of a completion. I think that's the worst. Like mm. there was a, uh, there was one where I, I had to oversee a, uh, essentially like a, a legal situation in the military. So like, I, I had to physically be present um you know to be a part of that that whole process to facilitate justice being done and uh literally in the meantime marky shizzle beat me out of the chivalry <laughs> two completion i was like How <laughs> i was so i will be honest i was mad i was fuming i was, I like, mean, I was gonna say i think i was in a party of your one stage and you're go- still going on about that yeah i was like i can't believe it oh and I, I remember I messaged Marky. I was like, how dare you? I'll never forgive you. I mean, it's all, it's all in good fun. Like, I didn't say anything crazy. Like, I wasn't like, I hate you. I hope you die. Like, I didn't say anything crazy. But I was still like, oh, man, dude. That's like, funny. I was like, I wish I had the free time you did, man, because mm-hmm. I was there. I even put up the achievement guide about the bread before they found the easy method. I was like, how dare you? <sighs> That's so funny. Oh, yeah. No, right. but it's, good it's, 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 it's that typical story of first though it's like we get like 99 percent of the way there there's that one last achievement then real life <laughs> takes over for a day yeah. everyone's watching solitaire was, very very carefully right now <laughs> i had the day before that off so it was that was oh. only one day i had to work and it was the longest day it was I was there for like 18 hours. I was like, you have to be kidding me. Oh my God. Jeez. <sighs> um, did you have anything else, Cameron? Uh, no, I was just going to give uh, Ray the opportunity just to cover anything else that he wanted to to shill or... We'll talk about before we, before we close out the right. show. Whatever's going to put him more money in his pockets. Woo! Is nobody <laughs> else with questions in chat? That's crazy to me. Uh, I, I think not at the moment. No, you guys better type. There's a, you know, this is your golden opportunity, man. Ask me, AMA, ask me anything. Problem, problem is we're, we're doing it at a very irregular time to our normal schedule just so we could get you on. Oh, yes. man. I guess. Oh, well. Uh, is there, and I'll just check if there's any, any last minute stuff. Um, when does the buff want to drop? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, my bathwater or your bathwater? Uh, when's, when's the achievement fixes bathwater drop? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, do you guys have like a Patreon? You doing like a yeah? You doing like a nude calendar? That's what they keep asking us for. It's like yeah, just, we're doing a we're doing a achievement fixers only fans. Where you'll yeah, see there you body go. Achievements live. <laughs> <laughs> all these dirty unattainables, bearing all to see. <laughs> I, I'd pay for a pay for if you service of like naked women. Unlocking achievements. Oh, I'll get behind that. No, no, no. Not naked women. No, no, no. No achievements. Yeah, and they can literally imagine an achievement, like <laughs> an achievement. Oh like, no! The background scripts. You like rare diamonds, big boy? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I'm done. Okay, I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the show to an end <laughs> okay, before, okay. before I get sued. Okay. I was gonna say the TOS cancel police are on our way just for mentioning on the Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, well, I'll just do some of the housekeeping here then. Um, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray really, really, really appreciate you have, um, coming back and hanging out with us again and talking about achievements. I mean, you know, we, Cameron and I, and um, you know, yourself spend, you know, hours upon hours working on this stuff on the front end, but it's re- it's always amazing to get some great insight on, mm-hmm. on what actually happens to make this stuff happen to, to the, the, the reason we're in this in the first place, the reason this stuff even exists. Um, and and how you know how it goes right and wrong, and what yeah, our no is going to look like in twenty years. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you ever want to, you guys ever want to get like real, real hard hitting answers, don't be afraid to hit me up on Discord and say, "Hey, keep it real, man. What's it? What's it like out there? What can you tell me off camera that doesn't break an NDA? <laughs> yeah, right. right <laughs> That's yeah. just you know, real deal. The true feelings about what's mm. what's going on in the industry. Like, I will. I try to be transparent as possible, uh, but I always like to be professional. So, sure, yeah. absolutely. Just keep in mind, uh, other than what I'm talking about, naked achievements. That's that's the most professional venture ever. Yeah, exactly. Sigma, yeah, doesn't, yeah. Uh, Sigma says he doesn't have a question, but he just wanted to say thanks for all the hard work. Hey, appreciate you, man. All righty. Um, oh, I will draw some hype really quick to some of our good sprouts that are actively fixing achievements and being great studios. Let's talk about Samastai LTD fixing Katana Kata. Finally, nice. it was a long battle. They knocked that thing out, knocked it out of the park. It's a great game. I actually went and completed it. Kicks ass. It's a lot like Dark Souls. Oh. Uh, it's like low poly Dark Souls. Cool. Check it out. It's samurai themed. Very Well, I'd say it's more like Sekiro, but without the ninja grappling. Sure. And, and more low quality, but fun and interesting. <laughs> um, nonetheless, uh, we talked about Sweet Witches a little bit. There's going to be a patch mm-hmm. for that very soon since they've narrowed down what the issue is. Uh, Later Daters is finally getting that patch Yay. that we've been talking yes. about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pumpkin Jack did get that patch. The, the patch that I talked about the last podcast. Yep. That did happen. So all those nasty naysayers who were saying it was never going to happen, surprise! <laughs> it totally happened. It's here. Devs do care. I pick you promise. Uh, yeah, it, it, the uh, the whole team at Mass and Mini Team is, is awesome. Awesome. They really keep getting in an overdrive to make that happen. Uh, even with the, the crazy hand that they were dealt with being like a weird outsourced sister team. Uh, Monster Prom, Monster Prom, the the actual like project manager behind it and the creative director 
is still going ham on trying to find a solution to get a fix out for the save data deletion thing. Just keep in mind mm. that's like another issue involving outsourcing. So it's it's pretty complicated. It's not an easy yeah. one to you know wiggle around, but that still matters. So Kami Kisu, if you're out there listening, that this is still gonna get fixed. We're thinking about you. We're trying to get you a gift goodie basket. I don't know what that entails <laughs> yet, but there is a, apparently a gift goodie basket in mind. I don't know how that's going to work. Amazing. But apparently you're going to get some fruits in a basket from Mihal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he wants to put in there, but maybe stickers. I really like stickers. Sure. Yeah, stickers yeah. work. All righty. Yeah, that's uh, the shorthand of cases that I can think of off the dome. Oh, um, if, if any of you have ever played Anima, Anima Gate of Memories or anything like that. The new Anima game comes out early next year. Check it out. It's going to oh, be awesome. Great. France make a new Anima game. Love it. Nice. All uh, right. Jeremy. I think that's it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to throw you guys like way over time. That's nah, <laughs> nah, fine. We're, we're probably already past time. <laughs> yeah, that's nah, No worries. Um, we'll make time for you. Yeah, always. Oh, oh, you guys are so sweet. Right here, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, if you want to come join in our conversation, um, and and right here is also also in our Discord. Um, you can join us at Discord at IO slash Hall of Gamers. You can come hang out there. Um, we have we do the regular podcast. We have all of our competitions, stuff like that. Um, we also do questions for this show and, and that sort of stuff. Um, so make sure you check us out. Um, we always do the show live, usually on Fridays or Saturdays. Um, uh, Hall of Gamers Pod. Uh, if for some reason you haven't seen this episode live, which you should have, but if you happen to be capturing it on Spotify or wherever, you can, you know, see our beautiful faces as well. Um, we've also got our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Hall of Gamers, where you can go and join us to join in a couple of competitions. We've got our competition at the moment for the. Uh, for the um for the game giveaway, Cameron. Oh, you'll we'll we'll announce that. No, next no, no, sorting it out. Yeah, still sorting it out. So we'll we'll announce that um on the next proper episode. Um, we've also got an, an episode of Lights Cameron Action, um, which uh, we're we're going to put out to everyone this time uh, where we're going to watch Die Hard for the for oh, the Christmas, Christmas break, joy. which would be great. Uh, and so yeah, that's Patreon.com/slash Hall of Gamers. Uh, and if you want to get in contact contact with us for any reason, uh, email is Hall of Gamers Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, we're at Hall of Gamers Pod. Discord, as we mentioned, is discord.io slash Hall of Gamers and patreon.com slash Hall of Gamers. Um, yeah, make sure you write in your questions. Best place to get in touch with us, probably on the Discord. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast in other ways, subscribe to us on your platform of choice, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, that kind of thing. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know that you've left us a review because we don't have a <laughs> review aggregator and there are way too many platforms to keep track of. Uh, and then word of mouth is always the biggest thing for us. Tell your friends. Um, I usually talk about it in my TA boosting sessions, that kind of stuff, talk about the podcast and, and usually give the guys a shout out. So uh, a big shout out to uh, Manic, uh, Victor and uh, Bomb for helping me out with Fear 2 over the last three months. Uh, I'm at 97%. I'm going to try and get it done this week, uh, but I couldn't have done it without them and, and then putting in, you know, over 100 hours at this point in that. Big shout out also to Orbit Bomber, who was in my Assassin's Creed Brotherhood boost the other day that stayed back to help people, even though two people in our group just could not, seem to match up with each other it was oh. one or the other in a boosting session on ta that makes it incredibly awkward oh, when it's yeah. like who are we keeping who are we that's, taking away that's, ooh, yeah that's all good <laughs> um, self-service mate <laughs> yeah 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 right um 
if you want to get in contact with me, you can find me on Neomaster on pretty much everything, True Achievements, Xbox, and Discord. Uh, Cameron, what about you? If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me under Shadowless Edge on Twitter, TA, Xbox, Instagram, and anywhere outside. And yeah. <laughs> and Ray, where can people find you if you want to be found? Yeah, if I want to be found, you can find me on uh, True Achievements, good old Loot It. You can find me on Xbox, and you can find me on Discord if you just so happen to be in a server that I'm in. Go ahead and hit me up. I am totally comfortable with being DM. If for some reason you are looking for me in a professional capacity for some kind of work, you already know how to find me, hopefully. If not, the other same places. <laughs> Otherwise, follow, follow the breadcrumb trial. Yeah, yeah follow right. the breadcrumb trail. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Uh, a big thanks again, uh, Vudix, for, for coming on and, and, and sharing your knowledge and, and you know, just, just being a general all-around great guy. Uh, and, uh, and, and a big thanks, of course, as always, to Charlotte for being, uh, you know, the, the best moderator and human being anyone could ask for. And uh, I Ooh, wanna... Charlotte! Yeah, Charlotte's great. Anyway, th- thank you all for joining us for this very special episode. We'll catch you guys uh, episode 21 in the near future. Catch you guys later. Bye-bye.